You should be saving for the future, but savings accounts suck, and investing can be scary. We combine the ease of savings with the real returns of investing. We call it Save Vesting, and it's only available in our new app, Stairs. Stairs offers 4-6% returns, no fees, and you can withdraw anytime. Do your future a favor. Visit StairsApp.com today. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Is now in session. Is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on WMR.fm, number episode number 412. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is my company's senior SEO, Scott Vanak. Well, bud, we've we're halfway through the summer now. How are you doing? Uh, you know, I'm doing great. It's been a good summer, and uh, hopefully, the second half of the summer is just as good as the first. Yes, yes, I. Uh, I'm enjoying it so far. I wish, uh, well, I know we're getting some rain soon, so that'll be good for everything. It's dry as a bone out here and we're all worried about fires. So hopefully any listeners who are in the fire area also get some water um, or anyone deluged by smoke. God, what a, getting tired of this every year. Anyway, um, let's jump right into this. Uh, so we're going to start with some other news that you posted. So far away. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, some people may wonder, you know, when you do a Google search for whatever, and you you know you see some images or video results, and you wonder what's going on there. Why why does Google show images for some searches and not for others? Well, in a recent Search Off the Record podcast, John Mueller asked Gary Ish the same question, and he said uh, he asked, "How do you recognize if we should show images or videos?" And Gary responded, "We learn it. Uh, so like when you search for something, something that you normally that normally doesn't have images or videos." You tap the images tab on the results page, then you are essentially teaching Google that there was this random person who wanted images for this particular query. And if there are enough users that do that, then you're essentially teaching Google that the query might deserve images or video or whatever. Um, so this, this was interesting when I saw this, it was actually part of a search engine land post that went into other topics like Google universal search. So it was kind of a subsection of that article. Uh, but I found it interesting because it's just a bit more insight into what Google's doing. And even if it's not a surprise, it's interesting anyways. Uh, and it shows that this click-through rate is essentially impacting search results. And even though Google says that click-through rate on organic search has no impact on rankings, you know, it shows that, you know, we know they use it for this now, for images and video and how they... Uh, what data they show on the SERPs in the SERPs search engine result pages, and we know that they use it for uh, from the paid perspective. Uh, I feel like if they're not using it for organic, which they probably are, even though they say they're not, it's probably a matter of time before they do. Um, so it, it's, it gives us a bit more idea that perhaps you know things like meta descriptions and things that don't have a direct impact on search results may end up having that much bigger of an impact due to, uh, you know, things like click-through rate and uh, more of an indirect help there. So yeah. just a little Only bit of speculative, insight. But yes, 
I mean, <clears throat> we don't know when that'll happen, but either way, we know that meta descriptions certainly help click-throughs. Um, whether or not those click-throughs have any impact on you, whether or not you rank or not, is a whole other thing that is all up in the air. And Google claims it doesn't, and and such. I, to makes, and it's quite possible they're telling the truth. Uh, maybe that the noise from such a thing is just too too great. You know, there's too many people trying to manipulate that. Um, anything that can be easily gamed is a difficult thing for them to clean up and utilize. So that could be an issue. Um, but well, that, it's kind of interesting data too. And that might be a big part of why, assuming they don't use that click-through data, why it uh, isn't being used is because really, if you've got a big enough budget and you can get these uh, farms of people to go through and do a search for your query and click on your site, um, you know, you, you could use that to your advantage to gain results. Um, although I would imagine Google is smart enough to be able to weed a large percentage of that out, but uh, it's something you don't have to worry about if they don't use that metric. Mm -hmm. But to, to encapsulate all this, what really comes to this that we do know is that the reason we see videos or with the reason we see um, <clears throat> uh, images uh, like those... Uh, what do you call them? Slide like shows we see. The carousel. Carousel. Thank you. Carousel um, is because someone has clicked on images and they want to see the information. So Google's like, well, looks like there's enough interest to show images on this query. So now we're going to start showing that carousel. Um, and then they'll, I'm sure, just see whether or not it, it increases uh, the user experience. Because uh, I'm sure it's everything's tested. And uh, this data is is highly useful for them because they want to make sure that everyone who goes to their website stays on there and uses more and more and more of it. Uh, all very logical and uh, it's a nice to have a little peek into how things work. Cool, thanks. Okay, so the next bit here is SEO news. Um, Google no longer allows multiple instances of fact check markup per page. Now, this was interesting because I had no idea this existed. <laughs> I, I feel bad. I didn't either. <laughs> well, yeah, there is so much structured data out there. And, and this is a very uh, focused, unique uh, structured data use. Uh, I tried to go I, go, I went through it to understand it a little bit better. But uh, first, we'll, we'll just quote here. And I guess this is from, is this from Barry? Or I, you know what? I believe it was. I, I can okay. check for you. Okay. Uh, this quote here, I assume is Barry talking to be eligible for the single fact check rich result. A page must only have one claim review element. If you add multiple claim review elements per page, the page won't be eligible for the single fact check rich result. Unquote. <laughs> now, what the hell does that mean? Well, um, when it comes down to it, um, the, the claim review is used to say, if, let's say you have an article um, and you're talking about, well, the example they use is, is um, flat earthers. Um, they're talking about um, if you get to the edge of the world, you'll fall off. You know, <laughs> well, it, the cl claim review would state that this, this is what they said, uh, this is who said it, and we fact check this and, and conclude it's false. Uh, here's the information about what we did. Uh, essentially, it's just a, it is a chance for you to show up underneath a statement that needs to be fact-checked within Google search results, and then you will show up as one of the, the fact-checkers. Uh, obviously, this is, uh, you know, based on anything we know about Google, you won't show up for this unless you are highly authoritative and someone they've just determined they can trust. There's quite a list of, of 
considerations on whether or not you're going to be appearing or not, including following Google's uh, guidelines strictly. Uh, yeah, there's a whole bunch of information. There'll be a link to it in the show notes, but uh, on the actual structured data. And to quote them, this is how uh, this is when it's used. If you have a web page that refuses a claim made by others, you can include claim review structured data on your web page. Claim review structured data can enable a summarized version of your fact check to display in Google search results when your page appears in search results for that claim. Unquote. Anyway, um, Ed, who knew that you, you could have multiple instances? <laughs> Even <laughs> so, if you do, you can't do that anymore. You just need to level one. And uh, hopefully you'll show up for it, but you only if you've uh, built quite an authority with Google. And realistically, it kind of makes sense that you should only have one on a page and have you know a page for each claim you're trying to review. You know, it, it just seems like good SEO and content management for your site to uh, break things up into multiple pages in most cases anyways. Yeah, geez, who would try to get more and more out of a single page? Hmm. I don't know. Black cats? <laughs> Maybe, yeah. I, I love it when, when little bits of news like this comes out because, you know, we haven't, to the best of my knowledge, ever had a client who did fact checking and, and this sort of stuff. So, you know, yeah. there's so much out there that doesn't cross our desks until it does. And uh, this is, it hasn't really crossed our desk. But now if we do get that from one of our clients, we'll know exactly what's going on. So, yeah. And that, it'll probably have changed already by that point. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's true. We'll have to read. We we'll have to look it up anyway. So yeah, exactly. But at least we know it's there. We're not just going. Ooh. Anyway, that that doesn't happen very often, thankfully. All right. What is this about safe browsing? Yeah. So uh, as anyone that listens to this show knows, uh, the Google Page Experience update is still rolling out. It started in June and will continue for uh, probably a few more weeks. Uh, one of the signals as part of that update involves safe browsing. Um, and Google has decided that that is no longer a signal in the page experience update. They have removed it. Uh, the reason for that is they say, we recognize that these issues aren't always within the control of site owners, which is why we're clarifying that safe browsing isn't used as a ranking signal and won't feature in the page experience report. Uh, they went on to say that sometimes sites fall victim to third-party hijacking. Google will continue to flag these notifications in Search Console, but outside of the page experience report. And this is probably for the better. Um, you know, if your site gets hijacked and some bad stuff happens there, uh, certainly your site shouldn't rank, you know, until you fixed it. Uh, but at least they've pulled that out of the, the page experience up because it's not like they say really the site owner's fault unless it, they get hacked and they don't do anything about it ever but um, it'll show up in a separate report. And what that probably means is if you are hacked, you are gonna have a faster recovery because it's pulled outside of the page experience issues, mm -hmm. I would suspect. Well, yeah, and you're, you're, you still have to have access to your Google Search Console to even know if you've been hacked and, and you, you weren't, weren't aware of it. We find it all the time. We get new websites and we put our own scanner on it to double check, uh, well, we have a service where we're doing that every month. So we implement this, this plugin uh, and it goes through the site, looks for any issues and then locks it down. So it's not easily hacked again or hacked at all. But oftentimes it finds hacks and uh, the client has no idea. And the fact is they really wouldn't because most of the hacks appear as individual pages that have been added to the site and start ranking. And you, the one good way to look at it to find out if you do is do a, a site colon 
search. So site colon your domain. And so site colon stepforth.com. And then you'll see all the pages that are a fair number of the pages that Google has indexed and start looking through there and see what kind of stuff appears. Uh, that's a very time intensive way. Another one is to use a tool like SEM, um, SEMrush, not SEMrush anymore. And uh, yes, you do need account, but if you use that and just check your website to see what it's ranking for, if you start seeing some really weird, very often rude <laughs> uh, rankings appearing, uh, that's a problem. There's probably some pages on your site that have been completely rewritten or completely added, or, you know, they're brand new, uh, but they're ranking. And you can find out quickly that there's been a hack and that there's a back door that's been added. So just cleaning the hack won't fix it. You need to find the back door that was used, uh, or first of all, how the people got in there and then look for the back door that they left there to get back in again, once you've locked it, because they do that as well. Uh, it's not easy. Plugins will help with that though. And um, it's, it is important to do. So it is good that Google tells you about this. If they see an issue like that, they will let you know. And the only way you'll know is Google search console, if they find it. And even that it's interesting because depending on how sophisticated the hackers are, I mean, if you could run a spider on your website and not pick up these issues, because they'll link to it from third-party sites. So a crawl, yeah. they may be orphaned on your site. And if they've done a good enough job with the spam content, Google may not even pick it up. They're just going to think it's a, a low quality page on your site. So you really want a full attack plan. You know, spider your site with a crawler. Uh, you know, check Google Search Console. Um, if you have uh, access to plugins, or or you know, you're one of our clients, we have other plugins that uh, you know help look for this stuff. You really need to be proactive and. Uh, because if you get hacked, I mean, we've had clients in the past come to us and wonder what's going on. We do an audit and sometimes it's not obvious that they've been hacked. And then you find it like, oh, look at this. It's, this is bad. So, and these hacks can be super damaging over time. Yeah. And they're obviously not so good for your authority. <laughs> so you want not to get typically. them cleaned up quickly. <laughs> typically. Um, and make yeah, sure everything's so up, updated. Like we had one client who she was getting hacked regularly and she was running an old proprietary content management system and she just kept getting hacked. And we kept saying, you need to update your website. You need to update. I think she was running an old version of JavaScript as well. And it was just bad. And she just refused to make any changes. And, and you know, we just kept fixing it every time she got hacked and it was all we could do. And, uh, but it starts to add up financially. We, you know, we have to charge for that time. Oh, often, website redesign so. or content management switch should be way cheaper in the long run. Yeah. Never mind the impact on her business. Oh, and it was uh, huge. Being seen by that garbage, never mind, and, and the lower rankings, and et cetera. Uh, nothing to, to joke about, that is for sure, uh, although we always try and find a way. Um, <laughs> it, I don't think we joked about it too much today. So. No, not with her, no. <laughs> oh, with her. Oh, not with the client. Never with the client, no. no. <laughs> Look at us dancing around here. Um, okay. <laughs> yes, well, uh, let's take a quick break, and we come back. You've got a little more news to share. It's a bit of a... Uh, light news week, but we have some more. So right back. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand. 
and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one -on -one training. A weekly podcast for you or your company. Distribution to almost every podcast portal. An embeddable player for your website. An ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts. And much, much more. And best of all, You'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. TopSEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let TopSEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on WMR.fm. Hosted by myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my company senior SEO, Scott Van Eck. Right. Oh, so watch out for those hacks. No good. Probably came across. <laughs> um, now, Google core updates can sometimes impact image search and local search. Now, this is a, a article from Search Engine Roundtable. Uh, and it was it all was prompted by a question from Glenn Gabe, uh, one of the prominent dudes in our industry. Um, he was noting how the one of the core updates seemed to be impacting image search. And he was, I, I guess, wanted to get some confirmation from Danny Sullivan at Google to confirm that this is something that is being impacted by core updates and would regularly. Uh, Danny's reply was fairly Google-esque, but it did come down to a fairly significant conclusion. He says, quote, core updates can involve image results or any type of content because they involve our core ranking systems that themselves involve all types of content. That's why our page about them mentions content so often, 
unquote. <laughs> um, so yes, makes sense. Core means everything. Uh, of course, at one point, uh, Danny had said to Barry that no, it doesn't affect local, uh, which brought up another issue because Barry, of course, called him on that. And Danny saw it coming. He, <laughs> and he stated that, you know, it depends. Local can be impacted by a core algorithm update because, well, like he said, it's everything. Um, I'm gathering then that it not only does, but perhaps local has less of an impact, you know, is, is impacted less by the way he answered it. I, I would have thought everything is everything. <laughs> anyway, uh, the nuances of SEO. I'm glad you can be all happy that you're leaving it to us. In most cases, us SEOs, uh, it is a little frustrating at times. I just love it depends. It's like the SEO version of a drinking game. You know, every time someone says it depends, you take a shot and, <laughs> and you know, you go to any conference, you read any article, you, you talk to any client. It's it depends. And it's true. Like it's, there's no other way to say it. It's so true, but it is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Mueller files here, Google website downtime shouldn't impact search rankings. Oh, yeah. Fire away on this one. Yeah, it shouldn't. Uh, so a website owner <laughs> posted to Reddit recently, and it's funny, I'm seeing Reddit around a lot more. I feel like they've seen a big spike, maybe due to COVID, I don't know, but they were always big, but it seems bigger now. Anyways, a website owner posted to Reddit asking if lost Google rankings could be recovered after almost five days of downtime. Uh, they noted a technical issue took the website offline, resulting in a loss of 10,000 visitors a day. Ouch. Uh, so John advised that the downtime should not create a permanent ranking drop, noting, sure, that that should pop back in a week or two. If it takes longer than that, the drop wouldn't be from the downtime. Uh, he went on to elaborate that this is essentially just a technical issue. It's not something that our algorithms would see as a quality problem. A site breaking temporarily is not a sign that the website is bad and doesn't deserve to be shown. If the, uh, if the URL returns an HTTP header status of 5XX, so that's like server errors and that sort of thing, or the site is unreachable, we'll try over the next few days, uh, nothing will happen, no ranking drops or indexing until uh, I wrote here, a few days have passed. So if the URL, URL returns an HTTP 4XX, so that would be a 404 not found error, uh, then they will start dropping those URLs from their index. So this is good to know because, you know, often it happens to our clients, happens to all of us, you know, your website crashes for maybe a day or two due to a hosting issue, or maybe you've been hacked and it's all wiped out or something. Uh, so if that does happen, as long as you get it back up and running in a reasonable amount of time, you will not see any ranking issues as a result of that. Um, and if you do, they'll be very short lived within a few days. Uh, and, and, Rightfully so. If your site's serving a 500 error or a not found error, it shouldn't be in results. You know, Google doesn't want to send people to a site that's not working. Uh, what this also tells me is that if your site is down and you know it's going to be down for any length of time, make sure it's serving a 5xx error and not a 4xx for a not found, because the not found is more likely to have a quicker negative effect in search results. Because um, like uh, John had said, they'll start dropping those URLs. And yes, you'll most likely get it back and long-term everything should be fine. But if it's serving a 5XX, your downtime and lost rankings will be reduced. So make sure you're serving the appropriate errors when things go bad. 
yeah, however, however you managed to do that. Uh, yeah. Another question entirely. <laughs> that was a mouthful. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think that it, it is a bit of encouragement, you know, when sites are being transitioned uh, or updates are being made to websites, we often see them go down on live. Uh, not the ones we're working on, because when we do those changes, we do it on a in a sandbox in a place where we can test them before they're going live. But we're not always the one making the changes, and we end up uh, dealing with uh, clients who've used an outside developer, and, and they weren't quite as careful. Uh, it's good to know, though, that if there is a drank, ranking drop or, or whatever, that it's not going to be uh, long-term. Uh, obviously, that doesn't make up for the fact that, you know, potential uh clients, customers have, may have gone to the website and seen nothing or seen something broken, which is certainly not a, an indicator of, of quality, reliability, et cetera. And that's not going to be good for business, but um, at least part of it is a little better than it might've been. <laughs> All right. So we we're jumping right into uh, uh, some thoughts that uh, I, I agree with Scott should share uh, before we end the show. Yeah, so this kind of goes, if you are a website owner and you hire an SEO to do work for you, I, I'd like you to keep this in mind because it can really impact the effectiveness of your campaign. So as an example, we have one client who's a great guy, does really well. We've been quite successful with him. Um, but early on, we kind of had some issues where he would make changes to the website without letting anybody know. And the rankings would drop or have negative effects. And then we're left scrambling. And he's like, well, why did my ranking for such and such a term drop? And like, I don't know, like, there's no reason for it to have dropped. And so then we start digging only to find that he's made some critical changes to things um, that shouldn't have been made at all or should have been made in a different manner. And uh, the reason I bring it up is, you know, he made some changes the other, or he's, he wants to make some changes. And he contacted me uh, a couple of days ago and, ran it past me first, which is like exactly what you should be doing. So I, I wanted to bring that up and say, if you're running an SEO campaign and you're planning any changes for your website, and it can be as simple as, you know, changing a paragraph of text on a, a core page or um, something more significant, like a, a URL structure change or uh, major content changes or design changes, uh, at the very least, at the very least, tell your SEO that you've done it, but preferably run them past your SEO first and be like, I want to make these changes. What do you think? And get their opinion because as an SEO, there's nothing worse than, you know, maybe you start off and you're just checking rankings or traffic for a client and you see things have crashed and then you're trying to troubleshoot why only to find it's actually the client who made a critical error without running it past you. And it totally could have been avoided. And it happens far often than I'd like to admit. And not that it's any fault of ours, but I, I, I care about my clients. I'm sure most SEOs do. And it hurts when you see these big issues pop up, especially when they're fully avoidable. So, yeah. And we've done a lot of work to get the clients where they are and they have too. And it's, we don't want to see anything like this completely sabotage our work and theirs. Um, we get one of our, our, well, it, it still is our, our longest standing client. They're no longer with us because in an awesome twist of events, they outgrew us. They got so big, uh, but I started with them from the beginning um, when they were only a few years old in a small business. And we were with them 21 years. We did their marketing. And uh, over that time, uh, no matter how many times we told them, they would just launch websites without telling us. Oh, it's the worst. Um, 
<laughs> rewriting everything and we'd scramble because, you know, they were a, a very important client. And again, no matter what we said, <laughs> they would do it. Uh, I, it was incredibly frustrating. Uh, thankfully, we were able to rescue them every time, but it's not something you ever want to put on top of your SEO and you don't want to risk yourself. It, I know the exact client you're talking about. Yeah. And I think during my time with Stepforth, which has been a long time now, um, oh man, I think they launched probably a half dozen redesigns over the years as a surprise, like surprise. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they weren't small redesigns. Like it was full on the, the architecture of the website, all the URLs, the content was like a full blown massive redesign and redevelopment with no word that it was coming down the pipes until it was done. And oh man, and all the and you have all these four four errors, and and the rankings would crash short term because luckily, and even back then, you know they always had huge authority because we had done a good job with them and what have you. Not to toot our own horns, but we had, and we were always able to get them back. But oh man, that was always you know you come back from vacation. Why are my rankings crap crapped out? I don't know. Let's look at your site. Oh well, that's why. Like they spend the <laughs> whose whole website week. is this? <laughs> I know like, this, you totally shifted. You didn't used to sell these things before. I don't know. It was just oh, good times. Yes, yes, I knew you. You you feel feel the pain. <laughs> oh, you know I, that's the worst. It, I was usually on a Friday, right, just before your weekend. And oh, it is. It's like I'm okay. I'm gonna go for the weekend. I've got a big party tonight. Oh, wait, what? Oh, okay, what happened well, to our rankings? Big anger. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They'll give you a call in the panic mode. Oh, great. So oh, just listen to your SEO, share, communicate. You're, you guys are, we're, we're a team. The SEO and the client is a team. And uh, if they yeah. act like a team, the whole campaigns will be way more successful. Yeah, it's not all sweet smelling roses being an SEO. No, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes, yes. Yes, indeed. Well, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing and my company senior SEO, Scott Fanak, thank you for joining us today. If you have any questions you'd like to share with us, please feel free to post them on our Facebook group, easily found by searching SEO 101 Podcast on Facebook. Have a great week and remember to tune into future episodes, which air every week on WMR.FM. Hey, thanks for listening, everyone. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.